welcome to your weekly episode of the Buckbuster Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything hockey. I'm Ethan, followed by my co-host. Oh, yeah! What's going on, guys? Hello. How did we know? Woo! All right. All right. Just starting off with a bunch of... Bunch of... Yeah. A bunch, bunch of... of <laughs> starting off well, 20 seconds in. All right. Starting off with a bunch of different milestones that happened throughout the week. A couple that happened today or tonight, actually. Uh, Mika Zibanejad of the New York Rangers got his 200th career goal. Along with Mark Scheifele of the Tam- Tampa Bay, yeah, Winnipeg Jets with his 200th goal, and David Pasternak of the Boston Bruins scoring his 200th goal. Uh, also, uh, Maximum Nagus with, well, now with the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, had his first NHL shutout and also made record uh, record with the Pittsburgh Penguins, getting his first NHL shutout with a brand new team. So that's awesome. All right, well. I guess now we can uh, jump into our main topic tonight. Oh, there was one more. I apologize. Uh, Phil the Thrill Kessel got his 900th point, career point, the other the other night against... How quick do you think it's going to be for him to break 1,000? Um, Next season? Well, nah, no. I don't see him be getting 100. I don't think he's ever had a 100-point season, but definitely probably two years. I'd say it, playing the 22, 23 I'd say season. probably within a season and a half. He'll, at it, least a season and a half. He'll, I said the 22-23 season for sure. It, it'll be tough just because, you know, with the team in Arizona, there's behind Phil and not having much offensive firepower. It's it's going to be tough, but and also, at least a season and a half. Also, Anze Kopitar reaching 1,000 points, the first Slovenian player to do so. Well, in, in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, okay. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, in my opinion, and you guys can agree or disagree on this. I really think that like Anze Kopitar is like probably the saving grace of LA. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yep. there's not many other players doing much there to help. Them, and I so. mean, they, I feel like LA has got a more solid defensive core than they have had in past years, but just their forward core is kind of lacking a little bit. Four cores on the downfall. Obviously Jonathan quick is, you know, aging and not so well, quick. Yeah. Definitely past, Passed his prime as well as mastered the uh, past most of the forward cords. And I've know I've gushed about uh, Drew Doughty a little bit, but I really think he is another extremely yeah. young, phenomenal talent on that team. Mm-hmm. So, and one more thing, I think we got to give a little shout out and a more of a farewell to Ryan Miller, who officially played in his final NHL career game tonight, calling it a calling it quits. His... After what, 14 seasons? 14, some, 14, yeah, 13, 14 something seasons. like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. carried, you know, and for all the teams that he's played on, you know, St. Louis, Buffalo, Anaheim, yeah, Vegas. He's, he's won the Vesna, he's won, you know, silver medal. There's... Unfortunately, going down as one of the greatest goaltenders no. to never hoist the cup. Yeah. But it's crazy. This has been a crazy year for goaltenders, man, because we lost Corey Crawford at the beginning of the year. Year and now we have Ryan Miller going out. It's we lost it, Jimmy Howard also, I believe. Jimmy Howard going out. Jimmy Howard we went lost out. Lost Lundqvist for the season. Yeah, it's been it's a been rough, crazy. It's been a Carter, rough year Carter Hart wasn't nearly as good as everybody was hoping it was going to be. Neither Carey Price. Carey Price. But, everybody, well, everybody was saying Hart well, was going to be the Well, Carey Price is on concussion protocol right now, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of the goalies this season are on like a high injury risk, like you guys were. Saying. Well, and I feel like that's just because it's such a short season yep. that you they're know they're play they're playing a much more intense game mm-hmm. because you know they have not even half 
of what they normally have because what's the normal season? Eighty six Eight, games. Eighty two. Eighty two. It's it's more like more than half, but in like a, a three month time span, a yeah. three and a half month. So time. you're trying to cram a regular season playoffs and then the cup final into that three month time span. It's and, just, and it's it's not like the skaters where they they have depth with skaters, whereas you know with goaltenders, you know you have you know the two starters, or the starter, the backup, and then. Uh, the one or two that each team might carry on the taxi squad, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Been... Uh, otherwise, otherwise you're you're relying on those two that you're dressing every single night to practically practically carry carry your, the team, carry your fucking team when it comes to you know man, the man beyond the mask. So it's right. it's tough. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. In other milestone news, TJ Oshie, uh, officially three days after Coach Oshie died, or his dad had passed away, uh, he had actually scored a hat-trick for the Washington Capitals, uh, you know, and a quote-unquote emotional game for him. First game without you know his dad watching over him. Yeah, It just I, happened to be three days after he scored three goals, which that's pretty, pretty awesome. Just, as much I, as we all don't really like the Washington Capitals. T. Joshi has like always, Caps. always been one of my favorite players ever I, since that Olympic shootout he had in 2014. He's been one of my one of the players that got me in love with the game of hockey. I, I've always respected the Capitals. Would I say I followed them very heavily? Not so much, but I've always respected them as a team. And I actually remembered watching clips from that game of Oshi while he was, uh, after he scored the third goal in his hat trick, he was pretty, uh, pretty torn up to it. So, TJ Oshie, my hats off to you, man. That was a really, uh, that was a really stellar job. It was... if, of all players, I'm, I'm so glad that he's the one mm-hmm. doing. I know players in the past have done it, like surely, like whether scoring one goal or scoring three goals, or a couple years ago when Craig Anderson got that huge shutout a couple days after his wife was diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, yeah was, I remember that. Yeah, he, he was, that was emotional. Oh, and, and Cam Talbot actually stayed out afterwards, and you know, rooted him on after you know Talbot. Even got the, the home crowd gave the away goaltender probably one of the loudest cheers you're ever going to hear. No, I feel and, like and, and even for if for rivalries like those. Well, two. and I think like if you really look at cases like that, even throughout the years, not even within the last couple of seasons, you know. I feel like that really solidifies hockey as like a true gentleman's sport where it's a sport of respect, not well, <clears throat> for most players. Almost. Oh, but we'll get to um, that. <laughs> uh, but uh, for the most part, you know, you see these guys, how they conduct themselves on the ice, especially when you got like big senior players retiring and stuff like that. It's always really amazing to watch them because it really shows the camaraderie between the teams. Like just tonight, they had that big ceremony for Ryan Miller playing his final game. Yeah. And they've, they've done it in the past for other players. I mean, even just milestones like Crosby early, early on this season with his thousandth career game. You know, players from around the league, even players that he has had issues with in the past. Looking at, you know, people like Kodrow, Alex Ovechkin, as much as, you know, they might fucking hate each other on the ice. You know, they have the tremendous amount of respect for you, for each other off the ice and their mm-hmm. their accomplishments. And Well, and that's for the fact that I think that, you know, it's kind of one of those things where game recognizes game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they wear they both wear the Cs on their chest for a reason. I believe it was back in 2009, the Penguins' first, or Crosby's first cup win when they beat the Capitals in seven games. In the handshake line, that I have heard, I don't know if this is 100% true, but 
Ovechkin said something along the lines of, you bring that bitch home. Like, you bring that cup home. Mm. And that's just the, the true meaning of hockey and, yeah, and why again, I love the and sports. I, so I feel like Obi is another one of them players where, you know, a lot of people say, hey, hey, you don't like Obi, he's an asshole. But you got to think and you look back through his highlight reel and the dude has an incredible amount of respect for mm-hmm. the people that he plays. And if he if a goalie makes a good save or if an opposing goalie makes a good save or, you know, an opposing offensive member, defensive member makes a good block or makes a good mm-hmm. run, then. There, there's always one hot eye that sticks in my head, and that's when Washington was up in Montreal. And you now there's a two-on-one going the other way. It was Wilson Ovechkin. And Ovechkin had a wide open net. But Price ended up getting that blocker in the way and getting I out remember. of there. And then yeah. Ovi first looked up to the sky like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And then comes over to Carey Price and, like, and good save, good save, and like actually shakes his hand like that's a damn good save. So and they're all just generally good people off the ice too. Like what was the one year where I forget what year it was, but Ovi donated. It was I think, I think it was the year the they won the cup. Yeah, he donated like a shit ton of money just to, to all sorts a bunch of, of different like, hockey and, charities in yeah. Russia and. Russia, Washington. I, if I remember correctly, it was like two million some odd he dollars. A lot of money. He donated, he donated to you know one of them was like the cancer hospital in Washington. One of them was well, he, he brought the cup Russia. to the hospital mm-hmm. and it's yeah he's and they're just that's why that's act. a big reason I definitely respect a class actor. I would never want to say that he's a shitty player on the ice. He's just. As much as I hate these players and going up against some on the ice, off the ice, you know, you got to have so much respect for... for uh, well, with the exception of Tom Wilson, but again, that's another point. Again, we'll get to that. Well, <laughs> and, well, and it's just, it's the matter of the fact of just, I feel like this is a sport where it requires you to kind of be humble and mm-hmm. because, you know, you could be 18, 19, 20 years old going into the league playing against guys like Henrik Lundqvist or... Back when he was playing like the uh like the Sedin brothers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Guys who have been in the league for already 14, 15, 16, almost twenty years. Absolutely. And, you know, these guys know their way around the ice and they mm-hmm. know their way to get their get the puck between the pipes. Yeah. It's just it's one of those things where yeah, you can try and make the best plays that you can, but you always gotta kinda stay humble with it. Yeah, I mean look look at McDavid right now. You know, he is in fifty three games, he's four points out of a hundred. Four six points, points away. Four or six, six points away, away from a hundred. And then you think about it like, you know, we're all in our early twenties. And, and he's when only we watch McDavid, he's twenty four. Yeah, Ethan, um, he he graduated high school the same same year we did. That, did really? Keep, keep, in, yeah. keep in mind, he's he's our age. He was a year. He graduated a year before I did, and I graduated twenty seventeen. Yeah, he's. He's younger than me, but older than you. So keep, keep that in mind. It was one. It's That's one of those things. Crazy. It's, and it's one of those things. You know, we're all sitting here and you know, awe watching McDavid. And when I was watching NHL Network this morning, they said there's only two players that really have done that, and that was the great, the great, yes, the great boy, Wayne Gretzky, and. Uh, Yarmy Yager. Yes, I can't. I butcher that name every time I say it. Thank you. The great one, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> but players like McDavid, man, we've we've literally grown up watching this dude playing Absolutely. for Erie, and now you know doing amazing things in Edmonton, pretty much being the turnaround for this team. Mm-hmm. But you literally the fran- the well, term that. on uh, franchise player is what he is. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> 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 
All right, quick correction to a previous uh, stat check that we had. Uh, Connor McDavid is actually three points away, not six, or three now after just scoring a goal 47 seconds into the game, but he's now three points away from 100 points. I think he'll do it tonight. I, oh, I yeah. can see that. Easy. Even whether if, it be assists or whether I was going to say, even if he if has If not, he'll get goal, to 99 and just yeah. score a goal tomorrow or the next game. <laughs> yeah, even if he had, like Ethan said, I can see him getting a pair of each. I can see him scoring one more goal or maybe even, you know, three more goals. Maybe get a Hattie and the third... That would be two more, goals. Get two more goals. Well, the point, yeah. I'm sorry, I fuck. I'm beat. So I beat him, Colin. Hi, Colin. Go fucking. All right, and, then, <laughs> and now into one of the main topics this week. Uh, we're talking about garbage. Yes, Tom Wilson as that. Whatever the hold on. Heck. If you guys listen very quietly. Pretty sure I can hear a garbage disposal running somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you can still hear him whining from that flop he had earlier. <laughs> well, you guys gotta remember. I'll All see- right, then Tom Wilson took a swift kick to the ovaries tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm gonna be honest, I never knew hockey was played in a swimming pool because how many dives the fucker takes. <laughs> uh, so, for uh, to catch everybody up, uh, if if they don't know, uh, in uh, the second last game. Washington versus uh, New York the, Ra- Rangers. the Rangers. Yeah, brain fart there. Uh, towards the end of the game, there's a scrap between Wilson and uh, Buchnevich, Panarin, uh, Ryan Strom, and a couple other players trying to trying to defend garbage. But um, ultimately, what happened after that game is Panarin sustained a, a lower body injury that will take him out for the rest of the season. Which Wilson was fined five thousand dollars, or yeah, five thousand dollars. The max. The max for, uh, and then uh, it should yeah. have been so much more, man. It should have been and, a and fine then, and a two-game suspension. Yeah, and then the Rangers. The regular, regular season suspension. Continuing on to what Colin said, the Rangers said something on social media that they don't think Tom. Uh, they think Tom Wilson should be, you know, fined and suspended, and they Definitely. got fined. A uh, quarter of a million dollars because of what they said, and I have the quote. Well, the and GM was fired. Their team president yep. was fired. Well, their GM. So yeah, stupid yep. on that. Going into that, this is from um, theathletic.com, and it is the Rangers said they are ex- uh, extremely disappointed with Washington forward Tom Wilson was not suspended for his uh, horrifying act of violence last night at Madison Square Garden. Wilson is a repeat offender with a long history of these types of acts and is shocking that the NHL and their Department of Player Safety failed to take the appropriate action and suspend him indefinitely. Do you know why? It's for the fact that Wilson is seen as, quote, end quote, one of the star players of the fucking Capitals. And that's the only reason why he didn't get hurt, because Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, without him, Ovechkin is nothing. And it's just like he has TJ Oshie. He's got so many other great fucking players around him. And all Tom Wilson is, is he is a goon. Yeah. That it, it, If he wants to play the goon game, he can't be on part of that offensive core. Okay, so continuing on with this quote, it's Wilson's dangerous, reckless actions caused an injury to Artemi Panera that will prevent him from playing again this season. And we view this as a derelation or dereliction. I'm sorry. I dereliction. Dereliction of duty by NHL head of player safety George Peros and believe he is unfit to continue his current role. And basically, 
I was watching like NHL this morning, and one of the commentators said they agree with the first half of that statement, but they're like, we shouldn't suspend him indefinitely because he didn't fight a quote-unquote fighter player. He's like, if it was someone like a Ryan Reeves or someone who can Evander go Evander Kane or, or someone like who that. you know someone who can go bare knuckle and they can both beat the piss out of each other, then you can suspend both of them. But they're like, why would we suspend? But it doesn't matter. It's the basic rule of conduct when it comes to scrapping or going into a full tilt in the NHL is you guys both fight standing up. The moment your opponent or you hit the ice, you're done. The fight's done. He okay. took Artemi Panarin to the ice and kept wailing on him. And like, like I, don't, I don't give a fuck who you are or if you're considered a star and a forcer or whatever the fuck. That that's that's still wrong. Like that's still bullshit. That it's you take... cowardly. Mm-hmm. Very cowardly. And it's and, 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 probably the best word you could use for it is cowardly. And, and you still go around and thinking, oh yeah, you're big, you're badass. You you still think that you can go around and do that bullshit. And, and then you and you 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 know, pretty much you're you're a pussy and you bail out of a, on, a fight on, against on, an actual on, enforcer. On, pump the brakes on that one. What really what really just oh it curdles my blood is I guarantee you there's a handful of. Ranger or yeah, Rangers fans, Washington, but yeah. uh, Capitals fans who are going, oh well, he did nothing wrong. It's bullshit that he got fined. It's just like, well, you have a very poor taste in players oh. if you choose to follow <laughs> Tom Wilson and say that he is your favorite. He's my favorite player in the league. So you choose to follow a vagina on ice skates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, continuing what I was saying to on what Ethan was saying about one of the commentators. He was like, you know, if there's a monkey on your back, do whatever you can to get him off. You know, but he's like, it's not right. He's, I agreed with that, but then he continued. He's like, it's not right to just go down and beat the piss out of him while he's on the ice. And then he continued to say, like I said earlier, he's like, oh, he shouldn't have been. You know, he's like, well, they talked about the suspension. He's like, there's no need for the player's safety to get well, involved with this. And look at the freaking footage, man. It's not like, it's not even like Artemi Panarin was even putting up a fight. He was literally on the ground covering his head and Wilson still laying haymakers and into him. He was doing that with Pesnevich as well. Like, like he was laying, hitting him in the back of the head. Yeah. <clears throat> that just proves that he's a coward. And he, if he wants to play the enforcer role, so be it. Whatever, get off of the offense, get out of the offensive core of the Washington Capitals, because all that's doing is just making you look like a massive dickhead. I I wouldn't say get out of the offensive core because there are a bunch of enforcers that you know play that forward forward role, but they're that, clean with it. Yeah, they're clean. So, so I wasn't I was wasn't that mad that Wilson was fined five five thousand dollars because that's the maximum you know you know he deserved max. I'm mad that he didn't get suspended, and I'm pissed that the Rangers got fined $250,000 for being mean. And And being unprofessional. And it's just like... Not only that, the GM got fired, the team president was fired. He literally caused a season-ending injury on a star player. Yeah, they say, oh, well, there's only two games left in the Rangers season. That doesn't matter. Like, you're benching the guy. He wants to play more games... Had his stats a little bit more. I mean, it's the end of the season. They're out of the plus, but hey. And let's... if it was some, like, scrub player, like, I shouldn't say new to the league, being like, hey, welcome to your first NHL season. You're going to get the shit beat out of you by Tom Wilson. No. <laughs> I mean, he did I'm get... saying, I'm saying, like, if it was some scrub player that nobody really cared about, I don't think it would have been that bad, and it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. As terrible as that is to say, because in the end, it's a player in the game. 
but you go after two of literally the star players on the Rangers in Pavel Bushnevich and Artemi Panarin, and you decide that you want to cheap shot both of them, then you're just asking to get your ass beat and get your ass ringing. I mean, he kind of did in the next game with that six-game fight. Um, in yeah, the first was it the next game? We have an audience right here, so we have one person on it, so we're just kind of describing to him what happened. The next game... The second the puck dropped, every single player on the ice dropped the gloves and started punch- throwing punches and fighting. That line brawl? Oh, <laughs> oh man. beautiful. What was it? It was like a record break, what, like 72 penalty minutes in the first five minutes of the game or something like that? 72 penalty minutes. I remember the. Uh, I remember seeing a snapshot of the Capitals penalty bench, and there was like eight players in the penalty <laughs> box. It was beautiful. It was, oh, it was record breaking for like most penalty minutes in the first period or first 10 minutes of a game ever. I think it was first five minutes. The first five minutes, like se- like seventy two or eighty two. It was a ridiculous amount. There were f- five players on each side of getting five. That's fifty minutes right there. That's twenty five minutes a side right there. Plus another couple fights here and there. There's like I think there's like another high sticking later on. There was another couple trippings later on. Like it was it was it was a show. Yeah. And no, no, I don't think any suspensions or anything came from that, which is ridiculous. It should have. It should have. I think. But Just, I feel like. That comes down to, like, NHL commissioners. And they're probably thinking, oh, well, there's only two regular season games left. It's just like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You play a dirty game, you're going to pay the dirty price. Yeah. Like. And the <clears> fact <throat> that uh, Wilson has said in the past, after his last seven-game suspension earlier this season, I'm going to try my, I'm going to avoid fines and suspensions from now on. You know that. To what? That was, what, a month ago? A month and a half ago? And now he's, boom. Starting shit again, getting fined. Well, actually, because he, just because he's dumb, he thinks he's got a. He thinks just because he's got a pretty face, he knows how to fight. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have pretty face. <laughs> he looks like he. He thinks he does. He, he looks like he thinks he does. He looks like he got picked out of the freaking cattle guard on an eighteen wheeler. <laughs> All right. So now with. Uh, the the big segment after the uh, the roast of the the vagina here, uh, playoffs. Obviously, most teams have clinched by this point. Fifteen of si- of sixteen spots have been filled by X amount of teams. So let's start with Nord. That would be fifteen teams out of fifteen out of sixteen seeds. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, no, no, you can't say X, you can't say X amount of teams. Okay, drop it, <laughs> drop it. <laughs> Uh, so that, before we get into more stupid mode, let's start with the uh, the Scotia North. More the stupid mode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're the one doing stupid mode, not me. <laughs> I, hey, I thought about it this time. Leave me alone. All right, all right. So let's start with the uh, Scotia North division. So obviously, first playoff match we're gonna go be going over will be Toronto and Montreal. Ooh, it's easy. That might be a good one. It, it's gonna be easy. It's gonna be Toronto in five, I think. I say so we'll save predictions for. Next week. Next weekend, next weekend, or even I maybe do a bonus episode t- at some point for that specifically. Toronto's going to take first round easy. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it all well, depends. Unless well, we want to go with, you know, current jokes, Toronto's going to choke in the first round. Well, but you also got to look at Montreal with not having Carey Price starting. But yeah. Jake Allen's been doing pretty darn good for being, you know, the second string goaltenders. Mm-hmm. See, Montreal... Has, I haven't been following him that much, has he really? He, he's doing damn well for being the... Well... 
at the beginning of the season, he's the second second string goaltender, the backup. Mm-hmm. But he's he's been doing pretty well for Montreal. Mon- That's good. Montreal reminds me of one of those teams where a lot of people sleep on them because they don't expect him to get crazy far. And then when they get to the playoffs, they outperform. That's when they kind of clinch that third gear that not a lot of teams can. But you it's know. also you also got to think though. Yeah, they can kick it into high gear and really outperform. But it seems like every year they've made it into the playoffs. At least within the last couple of seasons, they've always fallen short of raising Lord Stanley. I mean, but look at look at the whole season. This whole season's been what ifs. They, you know, you never know. They might sweep Toronto in four. Yeah. They might end up sweeping Toronto. That would be lose. really. They might sweep the first, second, and third round, and then get swept the, in the final. Yeah, it, I mean that's what happened to the Penguins two years ago. We got swept in the third <laughs> round. First round. Or, oh yeah, we first got swept in the first, and yeah. then what? Uh, fucking uh, Islanders got swept by the in the second round. I think yeah, I believe well yeah they went on to get swept by the Boston and, by the Boston yeah. By the, the Boston in the second round. We're did doing say, well tonight. Do you say the? I did say the Boston. <laughs> We're doing great tonight, guys. We the Boston Bruins. All right, moving on. The other matchup in the North would be Edmonton hosting Winnipeg. Ooh. Edmonton, easy. Well, Edmonton, Edmonton, but it might be a, a little bit longer of a series. I think it's getting... Yeah, I said, we'll just, just discuss the series, and then next week we'll be more more in-depth in with the predictions. I well, I don't know. I feel like... Mm, it's going to be really a toss-up between those it two. Is. They're really? both... Mm-hmm. Been, I, mean, I, Edmonton, I mean, they're both pretty close in points overall, I think. Edmonton is gonna get the edge. I, I think it'll be a fight, but ultimately Edmonton will take. That's gonna be a really exciting. Because looking at the regular season matchup, Edmonton has the uh, has the advantage over Winnipeg. I, so I if, think the North is the only place where it's not gonna matter home ice because you don't have fans either way up north. So I mean, I have no idea. I haven't been paying attention if they are discussing allowing it for the playoffs or not, but. No, I, I don't think they are. I think it's mostly down here in the States where mm-hmm. they are discussing, oh, more teams or more, you know, more, more everything is going to be. Mm-hmm. Teams that are only allowing like 20% or bump, might bump it up to like yeah. 50 for the playoffs. Because yeah. I, I think Tampa I, bumped it up from, you know, I think yeah. 2,000 to 7,000 now. So. And I mean, you know, Winnipeg is just one of those teams where. They've been good every year, but this year there's just some sort of spark with them that they've just been kicking ass. Yeah, I believe in my predictions I had them like third or fourth, but I did not predict them to be as good as they've been. Yeah, second yeah they've, been, they've, they've been killing it. Yeah, I know Jeffy I've, had them second. I think I, I had them like third just because of last season. I, they think, I think I had Toronto going third. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I had Edmonton, Edmonton taking the division. I did too, but actually I had, I had Edmonton in second with Toronto coming in first. But I feel like it's almost with Edmonton, it's... Uh, I mean, Edmonton, I feel like Edmonton's almost kind of a no-brainer because yeah. you got that power, that power duo in Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, again, and, what if what what if Connor McDavid goes down in Game One? I mean, what if Dreisaitl goes down again? What if Mike well, Smith or one of the well, other goaltenders goes down here, Game One? Here's the thing about Edmonton, though: they are a very young team still, especially oh, yeah. just getting McDavid three years ago. With them, like five years ago. Five years ago, I'm sorry. With being such a young team. They have backups that are all the same age. They're not going against a team like Pittsburgh or Boston, where they still have a lot of the older players that are, if they get hurt, they're done. Yeah. Edmonton, someone gets hurt, it's, okay, you're going in for this X amount of games. He's sitting out, you're taking his place. 
and it's that's the scary thing about Edmonton is there's always that maybe a very young team. Yeah, there's it's always just that once someone's out, they fill it instantly. I think it's like this. I think I saw that the other day. They're like the second or third youngest team mm-hmm. in the league. It's and that's Which, I mean, I'm really amazed that more teams aren't taking after that because yeah. there's a lot of young talent back in the minors <laughs> and. Even with the affiliate teams, there's yeah. still a lot of young talent in there. I'm surprised they haven't, they aren't calling those guys uh, to the I, forefront. I, I think it's tough with some of these older teams, you know, mm-hmm. with all these older guys able to stay health as healthy as they are. You you don't really get an option to really fill in behind them. Yeah, because if they were able to get more, oh, not able, if they were getting more injured more often, you'd be able to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. And then, like, going back on what Ethan was saying, you know, yeah, like, Detroit, you know, no offense to your Red Wings, but you guys kind of have a lot of older guys in your lineup. When you guys get injured, it's one of those things where who's going to fill a spot because we don't have that backup. Well, the, well, the problem is, is they just don't have good players. Yeah. Like, they have Dylan Larkin, Philip Sedina, Tyler Bertuzzi, yeah. Now Jakob Verona. And now Jakob Verona. He has been... He's been still He has been a fucking godsend. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, like I was saying, a lot of those guys have been in the league for how many years? Whereas you take a team like Edmonton and everyone's been on the elite, everyone's been on their team maybe six years or less, and everyone's in their starting lineup. That's, like I said, that's their powerhouse right now is just youth. And then going on to the other teams, Columbus is one of the other teams that are like that. That Columbus has a young team, and I thought they were going to make playoffs this year. To be totally honest with you, just but because another they have thing that you got to think about too is, yeah, they have a young team, but how is that going to say, like a team like Edmonton or a team like Winnipeg, were to make it to the finals and they were to go up against a team like Pittsburgh or uh, Washington or something? You know, teams who have more experience. I mean, look at Ovi, Alex Ovechkin; he's been in the league. 15, almost 16 years Something now. Something like that, yeah. So... Sh- shared a rookie with Crosby in 2005. 2000, yeah, 2005. Yeah, the 05-06 season was there. So, yeah. 16 years. Yeah. Um, so, you got to think that, yeah, they have a young, youthful team, but they don't have nearly the amount of NHL experience, let alone playoff, like Stanley Cup playoff experience as some of these teams as some of these other older teams Mm -hmm. so you gotta actually you gotta account that into when it comes to saying doing brackets or doing whatever is yeah these guys are young they got a lot of speed they got good puck handling they got good goaltending whatever but they don't have the experience that say a team like pittsburgh or washington or la or whoever will have yeah yeah uh, who's our next parent, Paul? So, we're actually moving down to the Honda West Division. First matchup is Vegas hosting St. Louis. Ooh. Ooh. That's... I, I can honestly... That's going to be... Is that official yet? Not, it's, not not quite, quite, it's not official, maybe. but that's that's the standings as of this time. Yeah. Well, if that were to happen, I can see Vegas taking it in six. I don't think they'll go seven, I think Vegas will edge one game over. Them. I don't know. And look at what St. Louis did two years ago. I think they were like I think, one of the wildcard teams, I believe. I yeah. think if anything, I think St. Louis will take it all the way to seven. I, th- I yes. think I think St. Louis will take it. I think depending on who starts, whether it's Lane or Flurry, they're gonna have a, a game or two off. That they're just not gonna it's be able to. One stop of those anything. things where it's unfortunately I think too early to tell. You know yeah. what I mean? 
I think I personally think it's going to. That's going to be a before. barn burner. So, of a anything series, can, anything oh, can change in a week and a half by the time the playoffs start. Yeah, absolutely. And the other the other series is Minnesota and Colorado. That's cool. Ooh. The, the so youngster, Kirill Kaprizov, and then another bunch of young players on Colorado, such as yeah. Nate McKinnon, Nate McKinnon mm-hmm. Andre Barkovsky, you know, Philip Grubauer. Yeah. Man. And, like, uh, Grubby is one of those just goalies that he is, is uh, he's undeniably one of my favorite goaltenders in the current in the league currently because he is just so nimble in between the pipes. Mm-hmm. He is one of the, you know, I know I talk about a lot of goalies, and I'm a bigger guy myself, so I always kind of... It's one of those things when I see nimble guys that are a little, you know, my size. I'm like, oh, my God. And these goaltenders are just phenomenal. And then you have to be flexible, right? Yeah. So, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I, watched them just, do, I watched them do splits, and I'm like, ha, ha, ha. My voice goes three octaves. I think what surprised <laughs> me is Minnesota actually finishing second. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't expect, yeah. I didn't that, expect that, that at all. No. I think, if I remember correctly, I think I put them as my third seed because they're another one of those young, unexpected I didn't teams. even, I don't even I, think I gave them top five in the division. I, I, think I, I, I gave them top five personally, but like, yeah. I think I gave them like sixth, maybe, in the yeah. division, but. Well, and then, you know, going back to, you know, like we were talking about young teams a second ago. Minnesota is mm-hmm. another one of those teams where, it's if somebody gets injured, they immediately have that other filler there. And it's okay. Even if it's his first game starting, it's okay. You're starting tonight. You're starting tonight. You're starting tonight because him, him, and him are hurt. And it's just they know how to fill the void when they need. Absolutely. And I, I really don't think I could have worded that And better. that's what I love about Minnesota. You know, I've been kind of fo- – I haven't been really following Minnesota, but I've been watching their games when they're on, and it's just they're like lightning this year. Every time they get the opportunity to shoot and score, bam! There's a it's goal. been it's I, been definitely a year of kind of the underdog, you mm-hmm. know. You know, you have all these teams like Minnesota, Colorado. Even I don't even know how Arizona's standing right now. But they they uh, just got eliminated tonight. From, uh, but they're yeah they're fifth place in there. But in regardless, the they did pretty well this season. So yeah, it's an underrated team that did very well this season. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just. You know, one of those things where what Ethan was saying, it's being the what if gear, it's the year of the underdogs. What I'm kind of wondering is how are the older teams are going to do like Washington and Pittsburgh and Boston? Are they going to go out in the first few rounds or are they going to excel up to like the second or third round and lose to a young team? Because Boston and Washington and Pittsburgh, they all have that natural talent in them that they can say, okay, we're going to get this done, we're going to get this done, and then, oh, we lost in the third round of the cup-winning team. But I feel like at that point, it, the teams would then have to look at it and be just grateful that they made it into the finals. And mm. it, let's face it, a really messed up year of hockey. Absolutely. I mean, last year was really with, the hell. <laughs> with, with how they, With how they finished and yeah. just with the bubbles going on in Edmonton, Toronto. I, I feel like Jeff, you... Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to the Discover Central Division. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's start off with um, the first matchup. Actually, let's go with the second and third seeding. Uh, the Florida, uh, the Florida matchup between the Florida Panthers mm-hmm. and the defending Tampa yes. uh, Stanley Cup champion, the Tampa Bay. Yeah, they officially confirmed that earlier this week. That's going to be. That's going to be. That's going to be. Gonna be, gonna be in a, you know, going with these younger teams. Although, as much as I would like to see Florida win, I think Tampa's just got that little bit of an edge. I think Tampa, 
I personally think that maybe Tampa will take it in six. Yeah, Especially that's since what I was well, thinking. They're well, gonna have... Yeah, they're going to get Kucherov back on, with fresh legs. You're going to have Stamkos back, who's missed a couple a couple games mm-hmm. here with injury. Isn't so. there, is their goalie hurt as well? Or no, is... Va- Vassie's, Vassie's good. Okay. I hey, thought... You're thinking of Carey Price. That's okay. You, Carey... Might think, you might think of uh, Toronto, too. I might be, yes. Yeah, yeah, I, Toronto, thought, uh, I know there's a, been out for most of the season. I know there's a couple big goalies. They just dropped it to their yeah. affiliated team. I know there are a couple big goalies injured this year, and I couldn't remember. Yeah, Carey Price is the one that's still out on concussion okay. protocol. That's who I was Which I feel like... Like you said earlier, Colin, uh, that Jake Allen's been doing really well for Montreal. But let's face it, he isn't Carey Price. Yeah. Like that, but the thing is with Carey Price, and this is, again, something that we've covered in past episodes, Carey Price is a phenomenal goaltender. I believe a Hall of Fame goaltender. Oh, absolutely. Like, no questions asked. His problem is, is he can't stay healthy. Yeah. Or he cannot be, or he cannot stay without getting injured. Yeah. And I will give him credit. He made it most of the season without injury, whether it be concussion, upper, lower body, whatever. But you got to think in the realm of a goaltender, you have to be on top of your game. Mm -hmm. And with this year, going off what Ethan's saying, with this year just being how much of a crunch they have in the 39, you know, 38 game season, they're all just playing their balls out. Yeah. The intro, and then the uh, that last of it, uh, yeah, last matchup with the central, uh, Carolina hosting Nashville. That's gonna be a nice barn burner there. That's gonna be a nice barn yeah. burner. I can see honestly, I think I'm gonna take Nashville. No, I think Carolina, no, absolutely take... not. Uh, Carolina's been way too they've been killing oh, yeah. unbelievably overpowered this season. Well, oh, I feel like Carolina kind of has been Carolina has just that sense of choking here and there. So yeah, you know they Carol- do, but they've had a really solid season. Yeah. So. I, I, th- I think Carolina will pull this out of the rear ends for the first first part uh, first round. But when it comes to the second round, regardless of which Florida team they go up against, they're going to get past the second round. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. All right, and on to the last division, probably the most theoretically the most competitive division of them all. The Mass Mutual East. Let's go with uh, Pittsburgh and the Isles. Ooh. Pittsburgh and the Isles. Ooh. Definitely a good one. Uh, definitely a matchup of 2019 well, that, where the Isles swept Pittsburgh. So. so If that happens, Pittsburgh is definitely looking for their vengeance. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I thought Pittsburgh had Boston in the first round because now we're in first Third, place. Third. Okay. No, uh, it's... Pittsburgh uh, Islanders, and then with Boston being in the third, it'll be Washington. Oh, Boston. Okay, that's Boston, still going to be a good series. Oh. The veterans Patty Bergeron versus Alex Ovechkin. To be well, honest, that's that's yeah. so Oshie versus um, Marshawn. Hold on, that's 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 focus on the Pittsburgh Islanders series first, and then we'll move on. Yeah, but Pittsburgh yeah. and Isles. Obviously, Pittsburgh, like Kyle said, looking for vengeance. But how do you see the series going down? I really. And as much as I know you guys are Pittsburgh fans, and I respect the Penguins a lot, I really think the Isles might take it. Will they push it? I, but I think, again, they're going to probably push it to Game 7. Yeah. If I, say, I, I say either way, this is going to be a barn burner at oh, least yeah. six, seven games. At least I, six games. At least six or seven games. I, I, I got to agree with Ethan on the part that it's going to go to the Game 7 regardless. Yeah. I will be shocked if either team pulls it off in four or five. 
whether it's the Islanders or the Penguins, I will not be surprised if either I one of those happens. I don't but think I, that the Penguins have... If any if any team in the matchup is going to have a chance of pulling it in four or five, I think it's going to be the Isles. Yeah. And that's for the fact that, uh, you know, you got guys like uh, Kenny Malkin, you know, this season he's kind of showed signs of slowing down mm. a little bit. He, I was watching, he looked pretty quick in today's game. Like, oh, really? Just, I think maybe that injury knocked some sense into him being out for a little bit, a little bit of rest time. But he he was really quick today. Yeah, oh, I, I, I think it depends on who's actually in that lineup for their own respective teams, because like obviously both teams are dealing with 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 major major injuries. I mean, with Pittsburgh, you know, you have Tanev out, which that definitely does add some of that energy to the Pittsburgh lineup. Whereas you know, with the Islanders, you know, their their star player. I forget who it is now, but their star player being out, it, it definitely hurts. So it, it depends who's there, who's healthy, and who's able to make that difference with. That's going to definitely be another barn burner series oh, yeah. easily. Regardless of who's in or who's out, but yeah. still, it, it'll add that extra extra step with those players. If I'm going to be totally honest, I can see going like a game six and maybe even overtime. Really like game, game seven double yeah. overtime, like having like a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because like both Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Ottawa series from twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Well, both <laughs> Pittsburgh and New York are both very very competitive, and it's just going to be one of those games where it's just going to be undeniably amazing. No matter if you're an Islanders fan, if you're a Penguins fan, even if you're just a general NHL fan and your team is out. That's going to be one of those series where you're going to grab your bucket of popcorn. That's going to be... I'm going to grab a case of beer, sit there and yeah, watch. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be fun. Especially if Pittsburgh advances. The rivalry that they've had with Washington the past few years, the rivalry they've had with Boston in oh, recent yeah. years. If Pittsburgh wins, you know that you are... If you, and you're going to have the excitement that you are guaranteed to play either Washington or Boston. Well, so right, regardless of the hype wins, of that round two is going to be ridiculous. Regardless of who wins out of either series... The rivalry between those four teams individually is just insane. You're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get money's worth. Oh, oh yeah, that, that, se- that and then second some. round that second round matchup is going to be yeah, great. even more of a barn burner that we've been talking about these other series like that is oh yeah oh yeah going what, to be... what, yeah whether you're in person outside the arena watching on the big screen or at home watching on the television it's oh, yeah. it's gonna be impressive. It's you know either way, like Colin said, either way it's gonna be a hell of a show. I don't I don't know about you guys, but I'm so freaking pumped for this playoffs. Oh, yeah, I've oh, never I've too. never just with the way they're doing it with the divisions. I'm I'm really excited for this year's playoffs. Re- regardless of who you are, like, yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're gonna be seeing the Battle of Alberta like everybody was hoping would eventually happen. But eventually, it'll happen. Matches. I think, but not not this season. But definitely would like to see it again. Oh, yeah. On the road. Because I believe Mon- the North is officially set with Montreal. Yeah, Cal- Calgary was uh, eliminated earlier earlier this week. So, okay. as much as that sucks, it'll happen a couple years down the road. So, what we got, what, what was it? I completely forgot it was already. It was what? Toronto, Winnipeg, Montreal, and... Your, your top three teams that are already clinched. Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg... And Calgary's too far yeah, out to get How did I forget Edmonton? Wow. And, and Montreal's in a position, but, I mean, the next closest team is Ottawa oh. with, you know, with eight points out. But 
As of right now, the North set with Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then going back to the East, between Washington and Boston, who do you uh, got? Uh, if I'm going to be totally I'm honest, Boston. I'm going to go. Bo- I'm going to go Boston and seven. Just I, with the, I think the, Boston the and experience six. that Washington has had mm-hmm. getting past. I can't remember the last time they got eliminated in the first round. It's been quite a long time. Uh, Ra- Rangers defeated them in uh, six teams. In the first round. In the first round. Okay. Wow. I thought it was going to be like eight. I thought it was going to be. No, further 16? away than that. I no, 15, be, sorry. I thought it was going to be like 20. I was going to say, I thought it was going to be one of those years where it was like 20, 10, 20, 11. Because Washington, whenever people, you know, whenever us hockey buffs talk about Washington, the first thing we think of is Stanley Cups. Same yeah. with Pittsburgh. The first thing that comes to our mind is Stanley Cup. Yeah. You know, every no matter. Stanley Cup contender every year. Even if it's yeah. at the beginning of the year or if it's even the end of that year. When you say Washington Capitals, your first instinct goes to Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> and, man, oh, like I said, no matter what, the second round is going to be amazing mm. in that East Division. Oh, yeah. No matter who, oh, yeah. whether it's Islanders in Washington, Islanders in Boston. Oh, dude, can you imagine Islanders in Washington? In Washington? Oh. <laughs> well, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely keep that in our little loop, and we'll yeah. see what happens Go at the Go more into death next, week, at, next yeah. week with yep. bracket predictions. Yeah. It's... Just Either how you look at that 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 East man. Oh yeah, it's gonna be tough. Either way, like Ethan, but it said, is it, it is every playoff like, season. We, yeah, we said at the well, beginning of the season that the East was going to be a brutal, brutal division, oh, yeah. and it has been. Oh well, my god, and that's been going with every division. Either no matter what game you watch, everyone's playing for Lord Stanley, and every game is gonna be a barn burner. Every series is gonna be a barn burner. Even the Stanley Cup game. It's going to be one of those barn burners where it's going to be grab your popcorn and grab your beer because it's going to be a good one. Yeah, for sure. All right, I got another question for the for all these guys. It's kind of a two-parter. First part, who are the three most surprisingly good teams you've seen this season? Ooh. My three, Minnesota, Florida, and uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, I expected see, Pittsburgh to be good. I did not expect this to be I, first in the division. I definitely, I definitely agree with you on Minnesota and so, Florida. I agree. But instead of Pittsburgh, I'm going to swap Pittsburgh for Carolina. I'm okay, gonna, that's, I, 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 I was not that. expecting them to be top of the division. Carolina. I, can yeah, agree I, I agree with that until um, Dallas. Because yeah. I thought Dallas would have been top four in their division instead of you know eliminated from the playoff race with how they are. Yeah, yep. So you, uh, I, so, I asked who you think is surprisingly good. Yeah, good. Oh, I'm sorry. No, never mind. <laughs> well, um, that, I mean, I guess that jumps into my bottom, my other question. But, Jeffy, before, who are you? Do you agree on your top three most surprisingly um, good teams? Mine was Carolina, Minnesota, and um, uh, who was it? Yeah, well, I Jeff, just said it. Florida? Florida. So you Thank you. Okay. I think I'm going to go with Jeffy and, you know, like at, like we were talking about earlier in the podcast with all these guys being all these not these guys all these teams being very young, that's definitely a not a fad, but that's happening a lot in the NHL lately where a lot of these guys are you know the old players are retiring or they're leaving and they're like okay, um, who are we gonna bring up from the taxi squad or who are we gonna draft from the OHL? There's definitely the been a lot of taxi squad playing. Oh yeah, I've noticed that the last few weeks too. And it's one of those things where it's like, even next year, you know, if I was a team like Calgary or 
Detroit, I would say, okay, what young rookie do I want to draft from the OHL, the AHL, or the CHL as uh, who am I going to draft, who's their top four, and who's going to make my team phenomenal this year? Yeah. And my other one, my part two, Colin kind of jumped the gun on it, but who are the three most surprisingly bad teams we've seen this season? Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia, Dallas, and there's the third one I forgot. Now Boston's doing good. Yeah, I'm just looking at another person's phone. I'm gonna here. say like I got Philadelphia, Vancouver, and Columbus. I was gonna say Vancouver just because they're normally up there, but I agree with not they're um, not always been up there, but after last season, the the phenomenal push that they had to the playoffs last season, the phenomenal yeah. run they had in the qualifiers in the first round last season. I really thought that we were going to see them do well this season. Like, do really I think, well, like top three of the division. I would have to agree with Philly and Vancouver, but I'm going to say the obvious, because I know I, rem- I remember at the beginning of the show, I put them up pretty high. Uh, Buffalo. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. I, I mean... Was- did I expect them to be bad? Yes. Did I expect them to be this bad? Did I expect? No. Did I expect the I Red surprised? Wings to be above? Did I expect the Red Wings to be above them? No. <laughs> um, did I expect them to be this bad? Am I surprised that they were this bad? No. That's why I didn't yeah. mention them. I'm gonna go with Ethan just because Buffalo is another one of those kind of young teams where they have a lot of like mixed players. They have a lot of older guys. They have a lot of newer guys. That are just kind of grinding together and working together. You you expect at the beginning of the season, looking at the roster, you know their their opening night roster. They had you know players like Taylor Hall, Jack Eichel, mm-hmm. Eric Stahl. You'd expect them to do decent, but not you know, go over the not hump. Yeah. Oh, I don't. But, I never said that they would make make it over the hump, but I definitely did not expect them to be a basement team this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're past basement they're team. Past they're basement. literally trash can on the curb yeah. kind of team right now. Yeah, and sorry for all the Buffalo fans that are listening, but... No, we're not. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, Ethan, he's got a point. But, uh, yeah, I have to agree with Ethan for my three teams. Like I said, Buffalo is one of those teams where... they I thought they were going to be iffy this year, maybe like number five or six, and just like just missing it out, like Kyle said, with all the top ten players, all their top tier players. But I was not expecting them to be the trash can on the curb team this year. Yeah. That just is just not going anywhere. Yeah, and, I'm just I'm just going based off of how well the teams were last season. Yeah, I mean oh, Columbus, Columbus wasn't phenomenal last season, but they were decent. But they were yeah. good. They made the play. They made the qualifier. I think that's. I think they, they almost lost in the qualifier to Tampa. Tampa with, yeah, no, well, Toronto. 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 Okay, then. Well, and Columbus is one of those teams where they're very unpredictable. Uh, or not Toronto, Columbus is one of those teams where they can either do phenomenal and go all the way, or they can just be like, "Yeah, we're dead." Yeah, dead in the water. Going back to the other two, Philadelphia, they were. Amazing last season. They went only went to the, the second round. Or was it the third round? Second. Second round. Second. I think they lost in like set, game seven of the second round. And um, who's the one? I just forgot. Vancouver. Vancouver. Said they did such had an amazing push at the end of the season mm-hmm. before the lockout. They, they they made it at the conference finals. Yeah, yeah. They made it all the way to the conference finals, and this year they dead last in the division. Like, mm-hmm. 
Never would have predicted them to be that bad. I think I don't think I would. I wouldn't predicted Columbus to do this bad. I was maybe thinking at most just Mason in the playoffs at fifth or sixth place. Not predict them to be an eight. A French team, but like basement team under Detroit. Out of all teams, yeah. I think another thing with them is the fact that they gave Tampa a run for their money in the playoffs, especially when we when they swept uh, Tampa Uh a couple years ago. It was. Yeah, and, go. and then going in that multi-time uh, um, overtime. <laughs> that the fifth or sixth overtime? I think it was fifth. Fifth, fifth, fifth yeah. yeah. And I, like going back to what Kyle was saying, uh, I forgot to finish my thought in my head. Uh, Flyers, Vancouver, Vancouver, <laughs> Vancouver is just you know they've I put them I think in fourth, just barely making the playoffs. But once they get in there is when they lock their eyes on all their targets. And that's how kind of, and that's like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is one of those teams where a lot of people expect them to be number one or two. And they end up being, you know, just getting in in fourth or third place. And then they're like, okay, we got our eyes set on the gold medal. Let's go get it. All right. And two last little pieces of news. One that the guys do not are aware of because I literally have just pulled this up and read this on my phone. John Tortorella will not return to the Columbus Blue Jackets as head coach after his contract expires this offseason. Not a shocker. Not a shocker. No. He is the winningest coach in Columbus Blue Jackets history. Uh, His last game coming with a 5-4 win against Detroit. Not surprising this afternoon (laughs) or this evening. Yeah. John Tortorella will no longer be the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. Well, John Tortorellini, let's go. Roasted him a couple times this season. Not really roasted him, just... Well, here's my question for you. Do you think he's going to retire from the NHL? No. Or no. No. here no. now? Or do you think he's going to get picked up by a team such as Boston or Washington or Philly no. and he can upgrade? No. And he can try to upgrade and help no. them? No. He's, he's not going to upgrade. He's going to probably go to another team who needs a, a decent coach. Honestly, no, but Buffalo, they're gonna go Detroit. No, they're gonna, gonna go to Detroit or maybe even bu- go over to Buffalo. Maybe they'll even just look at maybe the legal look at Tortorella and be like, nah, nah, fuck you, you're going to an affiliate team. What would be funny is if he went over to uh, <laughs> went over to Winnipeg and got Pierre Luc Dubois back in his system. <laughs> Dubois would be like, no, not again, no, I just got rid of you, no. <laughs> I can see that meeting. And the uh, the other piece of it of uh, evidence, yeah, other piece of I don't know the word I was trying to use. Piece of news. Thank you. Uh, Spencer evidence. Knight becomes the first goalie in NHL history to start his career at four zero and zero. Youngest goaltender. Wow. Well, hey, youngest American goaltender. Hey, shout out to Spencer Knight. That's fantastic. He's been doing amazing, man. Yeah, I honestly. Who is it out? He's like nineteen. 1920. Wow. Holy hell. He's young. Hey. He's 19. So. He's younger, younger than me. Younger than all of us. All of us, because we're all in our early 20s. I wish him the best of luck. Yeah. From someone... Who, who was the goaltender that got injured for? Was it Dreger or did Bob go down? I think Bob... Bob, Bob went, went down. down for a little while, and then their second string went down. Dreger. Dreger went down. Dreger went down. So right now it's Bob and Knight. Yeah. Battling. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Man, man. So. He's been looking amazing, man. I've been watching some of his highlights, and he's... He's pretty good. He's good. Oh yeah, he's yeah, really absolutely. Good. Like we all, I mean, we all wish him the best of luck, and we hope that he continues to kick ass and rock on. Good luck against Tampa in the playoffs. He just absolutely. turned twenty. Just wow. turned twenty. Okay. Wow. 
Alrighty, that that'll do it for week seventeen of wow. your Bugpusters podcast. Uh, if you aren't following us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, uh, TikTok, TikTok, you know what? What the fuck are you doing, guys? Come on, it's been seventeen weeks. You, you gotta follow us you now. Got, you gotta do it by now. Yes, yeah. y- y'all are slacking. If not, yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. All right, take it easy, guys. Do see.